What's up, guys, and welcome to the Fit and Ship Podcast, now brought to you by our sponsor, Four Horsemen Nutrition. Four Horsemen Nutrition, started by a former competitive powerlifter for competitive powerlifters, has a great-tasting whey protein with more nutrients and a better flavor than all the other protein powders out there. Creatine monohydrate for the gains and two great-tasting coffee flavors that will help you get through your workout. The coffee flavors are cinnamon and a French roast and graham cracker flavor and a medium roast. Give them a follow on Instagram at fourhorsemen underscore nutrition and get your orders in today. Now to the podcast. All right. We are live. I believe this is episode 18. Um, episode 18 Fit and Ship Podcast. I will be live with the great Dan Bell. Um, we will be going live any minute now. Just setting this up now. He will be in here in a second and I will get him added in. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. I got my Coors Light ready. I got my Fuck Them Kids hat ready. Jake, what's going on, man? How you doing? Got that Got that conventional back up. So let me, uh, let me send the invite over to Dan. And we got Dan Bell live in action. D-Bell. He's not in yet. As soon as he pops in, as soon as he pops in, we'll get him going. Hold on one second. TJ, what's going on, bro? Phil, how you doing? I'm trying to get my Pedialyte in before I knock down a couple Coors Lights with my boy Dan here. Pretty, what's happening, baby? The bank lord, I got something for you. We're ready, baby. Just waiting on my guy Dan to pop in, and we'll get this thing going ASAP. Where's he at? second i'm just inviting dan in here we're gonna get this thing going d bell all right just give me one minute let me get dan in here and we'll get this thing going What's going on, everybody? How you doing? How's you feeling? Stay in. Stay tuned. Leave your questions down low. I'll be writing them down as we go. We'll be answering everything um, as we go along. So just pop your questions in. Um, shoot them below. I'll try to get Dan to answer everything he can answer as soon as he gets going. My boy, Hussam. What's up, baby? We're due for another one. Now that you're feeling better, we're due. D-Bell. Trying to send him an invite, but... He... D-Bell. 
in bed already. Oh, now you want to talk some shit. You didn't talk shit last time. Oh, hold on. I got to start. Oh, there we go. He's here. All right. We're live. Let me get... Hope you were talking to me. What's going on? <laughs> no, shit. I just, I just sent a, I just sent a uh, message to that group chat that we had the other day, and I was like, "Hey, it's eight oh three, motherfuckers, let's go." I know. I was waiting for you to pop in, and then I realized you might not be on the thing, so I sent you the, uh, I shared the page with you. Yeah, gotcha. So how's it going, bro? Oh, just another fucking beautiful day in paradise. I got my Coors Light ready for you. Oh, that a boy. That a boy. I had enough. I had enough last night for both of us. So uh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Fucking bike night gets me every time. All uh, right, so I, I want to get right into it. For for people, I mean, I'm assuming everybody knows that's that's tuned in and gonna tune in. But for people that don't know, a thousand three pound squat and sleeves, eleven thirteen in wraps, uh, twenty four eighty five total in sleeves and twenty six oh six in wraps. What is left to do? 1,200 keys. Huh? 1,200 keys. 1,200 keys and sleeves? No, hell no, not in sleeves, in wraps. 1,200 wraps. keys. Yeah, it's like 26, 46 or some shit like that. I think it's pretty far-fetched. I think it could happen. I don't, I mean, shit, I didn't even think 26 was going to be possible until I did it, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> you know, uh, just like fucking powerlifting, man. Roll the dice and pray for the best. For sure, for sure. So is that? I mean, I mean, the rumor was that you were going to go for twenty five hundred in sleeves. Is next? Is your next meet going to be wraps or sleeves? No, it's Pioneer. It's sleeves. Sleeves. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I was, damn, I was sixty pounds away from twenty five hundred in uh, June this year when I was going for it, and uh, yeah, that nine nine oh nine deadlift just shredded my hands. I tried it twice, but. Yeah, it's just uh, the way it went. Yeah, I wish I, I missed my third squat. So it's just like, uh, you, know, you got to take the good with the bad and move the fuck on. Yeah, yeah. So when when is the Pioneer? April 8th. April. All right, so you're not doing Ghost Clash then, I take it. Uh, no, I mean, it depends. If it's a, a person asking that wants to do the meet because I'm there, then yeah, I'm doing it. If it's a person asking, you know, that, 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 that's that type of shit. The meet director is cool as hell with me. So yeah. if I can promote it and if I can help him out, I will. Yeah, yeah. That, so, yeah. so April, that's the, the goal is twenty six forty six. No, hey, no, I, no. That's that's in sleeves. Oh, sorry, sorry, sleeves. Yeah. sleeves. Twenty five hundred. So, so rumor has it you're thinking about retiring after this year. Is that what's going on or what? Well, I know Pioneer is going to be my last meet in sleeves, no matter what happens. Okay. And then. Um, I'm kind of waiting for a motherfucker to show up and just give me something to go for. You know, the, the climb's always great, yeah. but sitting on top of the mountain's kind of a bitch. Exactly. I'm not hungry, I'm not hungry anymore. Yep. You know, uh, when Peter Petras took my world record from me two years ago, you know, I turned around and a month and a half later hit 2,600. I was hungry. I was yeah. mad. I was, you know, it was, it gave me a good reason to load that fucking bar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't think I got it right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anyone really right now in the rap game pushing that. I mean, you got Oliveras that's going to push the sleeve thing. He might go for that twenty five hundred. But <laughs> not into him. Not man. Uh, shit after fucking 
he's soft, dude. And I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I tried having a lot of respect for him. I tried being super cool with him. I tried, you know, and he, he did say he had a lot of respect for me, and that's cool. He looked up to me, too. But I heard second party that he had a GoFundMe page, and I said it on a podcast. He got real soft, messaged the podcast people, had them cut the podcast. I was like, what the fuck? I would have never, oh, you know. Wow. So, yeah, exactly. Had them cut the podcast. Then he's in my DM. Trying to like, oh hey, you heard something that wasn't right. Uh, I wish you would. You, you need to make a public apology. I'm like Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Like, I I didn't want to, but I said something on one of my one of my questions on Friday, and I was like, you know, I guess the kid didn't have a GoFundMe for powerlifting, so yeah. it's whatever. And I got a couple replies from him, but dude's like. I guess I'm just that old school where I don't give a fuck about people's opinions. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So if you're going to come at me soft and expect me to give a public apology because you're worried about who follows you on fucking Instagram, get yeah. fucked. Get fucked. Exactly, exactly. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you've been in the game far too long to be worried about, like, you, you were in the game when it, this was a gritty, grimy fucking sport and not what it's I turned into it. now. You know what I, I mean? Fucking miss it so much, man. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, what what do you think the state of powerlifting is right now? Like, what are the goods and the bads? What the pro, you know? It's every fucking six month powerlifter that's done two meets and swears as a coach and the best thing since sliced bread. You know? Yeah. I can't stand it. It's, yes. It's irritating as fuck. And you know, maybe I'm getting to be that grumpy old fucker, and and I'm starting to be more and more okay with it each and every single day. Because if I don't stand up for it, nobody else will. Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's guys like you that need to talk about it because, you know, I talk about it with skee-ball all the time, too. Us guys, I mean, we're, how old are you? 34, 35? Six. Six. Six? Okay. So I'm 34. Skiba's 34. We talk about yeah. where where it's heading, you know, where these young kids are taking it and how soft it is and how um, I've talked with a couple other people about, like, that lone wolf mentality and how people are – breaking up the camaraderie that used to make powerlifting so great. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and now, you know, everyone's trying to be out for, out for their self only and shit like that, you know, and it's, it's, you know, <laughs> just the unnecessary bullshit. Like you, like you said with that kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't exactly. owe him anything. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't, and that's, that's thing like, it just pisses me off more and more with the, the way the, the powerlifting world's going. It's, you know, it's, it's actually pushing me out. You know, it, it sucks to say. The best in the world is just wanting to leave it because it's not the sport I wanted to be. It's not the sport yeah. I joined eight years ago. It used to be a competitive fucking sport, like football, like everything else. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now, now these guys are all soft as hell. Yep. So, yep. I mean, overall right now, how's your training going? Oh, good. Great, actually. I've been bodybuilding like like crazy. And it's like, it's so wild because some of the older guys in the gym are like, it's so weird seeing you with 25-pound dumbbells. It's like, yeah, it's so weird doing 40 reps. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 for sure. But, no, it's been going good. I've, uh, you know, just been taking a day at a time. I've never trained every single day of the week, and I have been, like, the last four weeks. So, it's, it's been pretty cool. I've noticed so much more. My mind is more calmed down. My anxiety has gone, and I, I'm a lot more level-headed. I knew the gym was a mental space for me before. Like, everybody knows that if you're level-headed and you got a, a good head on your shoulders. But, like, now it's just so much more. Like, if I don't get in there, I get anxiety about going. Like, I, I'm more nervous beforehand, and then I get in there, and it's, like, calm, relaxed. Plus, 
I'm going to go to this other, like, commercial gym, and I throw my headphones in, everybody leaves me the fuck alone. Yeah. So, I mean, would you say right now with, you know, how you said no one's really pushing the envelope with you, does that also alleviate some pressure, though, and help you enjoy the gym a little more? Or oh, you, yeah. Or do you thrive with that push? No, yeah, and it definitely, definitely alleviates. Like, I don't want to say alleviates, but, like, I just ain't pushing heavy. Yeah. Ain't pushing, you know, like – I can't tell you. I mean, probably could. You know, I probably could squat a grand tomorrow if I wanted to. But yeah. am I am I going to? Do I need to? No, I'd much rather do five eighty five for for three sets of ten or something yeah, like that. And yeah. feel a lot fucking better tomorrow when you wake up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, we're, we're talking about like potentially retiring in the in the upcoming year or so. I mean, what are some things that you're looking to accomplish maybe outside of the sport of powerlifting? Oh, I've already dipped my hands in the rural property management range, that kind of stuff. I'm I'm still a mechanic. I I do love my job. The company I work for is great. They uh, they take care of me pretty well, so I can't really complain about that. But I do want to work up the management side of of that company. It's a huge company. It's nineteen billion dollar company. So yeah, I do want to work up the management side. Just get my hands out of the wrenches and you know learn uh, learn a lot more from. Uh, the management side of it, the business side of it, and uh, just kind of, kind of do that. Not, not to mention, I mean, everybody's got to worry about their four hundred one k. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially with the way today is, man, it's, the world's something else now. Oh, you never know what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, with that being said, I mean, I know you said no one's really pushing you, but as far as um other weight classes and stuff like that, what are, who are some of your current favorite guys to watch right now? Oh, Shane Holler. I do enjoy watching Craig, uh, Craig, um, the Pog King. He's, he's fun. Craig Foster. He's fun to watch. He's super heavyweight. He's in my class. This dude can't deadlift. So, I mean, it happens, but he's, yeah. he's fun, fun guy to watch, fun guy to train. Him and I are going back and forth to see who's got the best laugh in powerlifting. Um, yeah, Shane Hunt. Shane Hunt's fun. He's a good kid. Of course, John. Everybody loves watching John. You don't know yeah. what. What he's gonna do next? That's the damn thing, you know. He's a fucking alien, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Totally next level. He, uh, with him moving just up to Wisconsin like last weekend, um, I think that's gonna do a lot of good for him to get back into the stomping grounds and uh, back in, the, you know, with the people that he used to train with. Because those are some nitty gritty boys up there. The Midwest, they uh, they do it right when it comes to the strength and good mindsets. So it'll be interesting to see what that does. No more, no more California living for John Hack. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It gets back to the to the uh, you know back to the roots. Yeah, yeah. Where the women are two hundred pounds, you know. It'll be yeah. interesting. What's <laughs> up? What's up with uh? What do you think about Andrew House? You kept an eye on him or what? Yeah, of course, of course I did. Um, so Eric actually uh, coached him a lot. Eric was one of my first coaches, so. Of course, I'm going to have respect for him. I like Andrew. Andrew and I talked back and forth. He's got the good mindset. He's a good kid, but I just wish he would take his intensity down a little bit in training so he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That, that's going to happen. That's something I had to learn back in the day. And um, that's just, you know. That's, a concern. that's a concern many people have mentioned with him. You know, it's max effort after max effort after max effort. You know what I mean? And it's just – He's young still, but that, that doesn't last forever. You know what I mean? Then you start compiling injuries, and you're just never the same. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the older I got in powerlifting, the older I got. Like, when I was 27 and I started, like, I was 
balls to the wall, love life, and then like thirty hit, and I'm like, hey, you yeah. might need to, you know, I might need to pay attention to what you're doing now, dipshit. Yeah. And like same thing at thirty two, same thing at thirty five. It's just like slow it down, hit the bricks, start stretching out, you moron. Yeah, oh, I know, that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that's super, you know, that that I have to push all my clients, especially younger kids, to the the mentality of you know not pushing so maximal effort all the time. But also the importance of like recovery, mobility, shit like that. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, you know, the young kids get away with it, but each year it gets harder and harder. Like now, if I have a bad night's sleep, everything's fucked up the next day. You know what I mean? You know oh, how it is. Time. You know how it is. So, yeah. I mean, what would you say some of the best things you do for recovery? Are you are oh, you sleep. a weed are you a weed smoker? No, uh, man, I used to be, and I honestly, I would, I swear, I would much rather smoke than I would drink. But um, fortunately, I got a good job, so I mean, it's just one of those things you gotta give and take, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's that's why I drink and have so much fun. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, big thing for recovery. My staple is sleep, and like, I'll if I got to the meat week, I'll just night cool the shit out of myself, and I'll get ten to twelve hours of sleep just to just to have that, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of the big staples. I mean, of course, since I've been getting older, I've been paying attention to my protein intake, make sure all that that good stuff going. I got a good supplement company that takes care of me with anything that I need. You know, just the BCAs after a workout, just make sure everything's flush, and then just you know, just the little things do add up. I mean, a lot of people yeah. don't think about it. You just oh, take those sure. little steps, and then you make it routine. It just you do it like it's nothing to, nothing to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I saw. Um... Someone made a post about that recently. It might have been maybe Joe. No, it was uh, uh, Pat McGuire. You know who Pat McGuire is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so he, he made a post the other day about, you know, the top-level guys taking the littlest things the most serious and, and how important it is to do those little things for recovery-wise, for mobility, for whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Because you got a better chance, same like uh, with, with changes in technique, once you're at the top level and you're pushing your maximal weight all the time, you've got a better chance of getting five pounds on a squat with technique changes than you do with like gaining the actual strength. You know what I mean? So it's, it's little, little fucking tweaks that you got to make in your recovery, your nutrition, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And learning how your, your movements peak too. I've learned over the years, my squat and bench take a lot longer to peak than my deadlift. I can peak my deadlift in like a solid eight, eight to nine weeks. But yeah. like if I'm if I'm looking to get sub max on on squat, it's gonna take me hitting it twice a week for the first five, and then the last five I gotta pour the weight on and make sure I do it. And bench, it's fuck bench, it's really hit or miss for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is for everyone, and that's the one you know you lose five pounds, and there goes your bench. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, yeah, 100%. And here goes your squat, but then your deadlift's taking a hit. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you can't get in position because you just gained five pounds, but your squat's up five keys. So it's like, like gosh, damn, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, you know, you wish they'd all go like this, but one takes <laughs> off and then the other two go in the shitter. Exactly. Um. So as far as your powerlifting career goes, I mean, you've accomplished a ton. Is there, is there anything you wish you could change about it? Anything you, any regrets in it? Anything you'd go back and change? I'm not a regret guy. Even no. if I make a even if I make a bad decision, I don't regret it. Yeah. You learn from it. Move Part on. of life, it's right? It's experience, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, man. 
I wish, uh, I wish, like, here's the thing about the social media bullshit, kind of what we were talking earlier. So, like, back in the day, when I was coming up, like, I only knew the UPA. I didn't have any idea there was other federations outside of it. I just knew that one was two hours from my house, and I knew all these numbers from this website. Like, I, I knew that. But then, like, now you got 45 different federations, uh, 45 different rule books, of course, and then, yeah. like, all, all this shit that's all over the place and how um, how open powerlifting is. If you get in the right federation with the right group of people, powerlifting is great. It is awesome. I found, like, USPA Texas, USPA Florida, those guys are fucking awesome. Like, they're down-to-earth, good people that want to put on good meats for the lifters. For the lifters. I love that. I, and that's, that's what I want more of this sport. But then you get, like, these other federations where just money-hungry, just, yeah. just fame-hungry. They're going to put... They're going to put this lifter in here and let him squat three inches high and get away with it just so their names and everybody else's mouth. And that's oh, yeah, it's like, man, how can you let this shit fly? You know, and it's just, I do wish there was a lot more openness to it back in the day, like, like there is now. Like, just because I remember my first 2200 total, Jason Minikoff's like, oh, yeah, I bet you won't do that at Rum 8. Rum 8 come down in February fucking made him fucking eat his words i won the fucking meat they're just like i did it motherfucker you know i had a challenge just little shit like that to where like i don't feel like people have that even nowadays they can just run to a local meet and just do that kind of stuff well now you can find a meet every fucking weekend you know what i mean between all the federations so it's kind of and and some of them you know i'm a believer in numbers or numbers to an extent but you know i've talked to like i had amber hansen on here and she was saying you know she looks at open powerlifting, and if she sees certain federations on somebody's list as their biggest total, she doesn't even take it serious. You know what I mean? Depending, uh, yeah. d- depending you know, unfortunately, that's where it's come to. But it's not so much the federation as it is, like like you said, maybe the meet directors, whoever they're hiring for judges. And then, you know, there's always politics behind every fucking thing. Right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't give a shit about federations. I know the federations that – uh, support the lifters and support the sport. So that's uh, those are the ones that I'm going to stick with or stay true to. And uh, UPA is great in Iowa. It's got a bad rep for the, the multiplay years ago, but now it's a great director. It's a great meet, well-ran, fair. The judges are awesome. But, like, I judge people on their lifts. I don't give a shit what federation it is. Like, yeah, my yeah. lift will do the talking for me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I get what Amber said, but it's just like, uh, you know, yeah. I can walk into any federation, squat to death, hold my bench, and lock out a deadlift. Yeah. And like that lift's talking, you know. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's got that's that has to count for something too. And the cool part is now with with you know the good parts about social media is we can go and see that shit. You right. know what I mean? And we can go and call it. We can go and call it out regardless of what happens. Um, with that said, I mean, you're somebody right now. You don't really receive a lot of hate on social media anymore, right? Or do you do you still? And I just miss it. Nah, I mean, honestly, no, not really. But, I mean, because I mean, you lift with integrity, and like you said, your lifts do the fucking talking. So there's not much people can say at this point. Uh, it, yeah, but you know, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't doing something right. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know? Does that shit ever get to you, or you just you just let it fucking fly? Nah, it, it eats me up. I get a lot of you. Uh, yeah. Like the inside of my deadlift belt says, "Doubt me." 
because I just yeah. wish I just want to prove somebody wrong. That's like my my drive, I guess you could say. But um, then again, I'm also that person where I have to value the person's opinion for it to give a shit. Otherwise, sure. I'm just gonna laugh at you. For like, sure, okay, it can't be some twelve year old kid. You know? Yeah, exactly. You just wasted your breath. Have a good fucking day. See you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if it's someone you respect in the game, that's just that shit that does eat at you. You know what I mean? People yeah, say well, they don't care. The people say they don't care as much as they want, but you know what I mean? We all have that. A lot of us are in the sport for the same fucking reasons. We're competitive. We're, we're, we're uh, like you said, the gym tends to be a, a driving force as far as anxiety relief, stress relief, shit like that. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so for someone to, to downplay what you accomplish, you know what I mean? It, it's going to get to anybody. Yeah, and we'll just throw it out there as an example, fucking Garrett Fear. I mean, yeah. I hated that little motherfucker for yeah. the first two years that I, I he was even on Instagram or whatever yeah. it was. The first two years he started coming to the game. Couldn't fucking stand him. I thought when I met him in Texas in 2009 or 18, we were going to throw hands. I was ready yeah. for it. I was locked up and he shook my hand. That guy has yeah. been the same fucking person online and to my face. As ever. And, like, yeah. I, I've had a lot of people talk, like, or talk shit, but just, be like, look at me different because I'm friends with him. Like, you guys, you guys don't know what Garrett did for me. Yeah. Him calling me out, him, it just made me a better lifter. Yeah, so yeah, in yeah. The long, Yeah, in the long run, I'm thanking him. And, it, he'll like, and he'll come up to you in person and he'll say, <clears throat> yo, I was pushing you because I wanted to see you do better. 100%. And, he says, I mean? that kind of shit. and then he says something else nerdy and stupid. Like, that's just Garrett. I mean, he should be the definition of ADHD. That's just me. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's made a career off being a professional troll. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But, he's the but, 2020 Jason Minico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the same way. I didn't like him, and then I met him this year at the American Pro, and he was cool as hell. And like you said, he's the same person. He's not doing this, you know, to, to be a For keyboard club. warrior. And you know what I mean? He went yeah. right up to Andrew House, threw him across the fucking room. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? He went, he went right up to him and told him how he felt, just like he did on Instagram. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's, that deserves a little respect. Uh, for sure, especially with how you said, look at how the sport's going, where everyone talks behind everyone's back or on a keyboard instead of to their face. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of guys now you'll see at a meet that'll shake your hand and then go on Instagram and try to bash you. You know what I mean? Uh, yep, exactly. So, so at least he has the balls. At least he has the balls to be himself 24/7. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I feel like there should be a lot more people like you. Yeah. So, when this is all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want people to say when they talk about Dan Bell? Oh, yo, fuck what they say. I just want people to know I was a good dude. I meant yeah. well, you know. Takes yep. nothing to be a nice fucking person. It literally costs you nothing, nothing to be a nice person. You know what? And I think that's 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 a common thing that I've heard. That's a question I ask a lot of people on the podcast, and all the top level people say the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? Because they've seen so many people, and you've seen so many people come and go. Their egos inflated, and Thank you know. Doesn't matter how good or bad of a lifter you are, if you're if you're a shitty fucking person, people don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. If you had this this twenty six hundred pound total, but people didn't like you, we wouldn't even be here fucking talking right now. You know what I mean? I believe that. Yeah. It, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I from you know, we've never met in person, but everyone that I've talked to says you're the greatest fucking dude. You know what I mean? Down to so, you know, that says enough right there. Appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know where Skiba is. Skiba was supposed to chime in too, but he's uh, probably <clears throat> probably past his bedtime. 
you little shithead. Yeah, 8.30. <laughs> um, so, your personal preference, sleeves or wraps? Oh, man. Powerlifting is about the most weight on the fucking bar. Yeah. I'm, you know, if I can use those wraps to get away with it, hell yeah, let's load that fucker. You know, this, exactly. So, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm pretty fucking good at it. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sleeves is kind of a new a new thing to me, I guess you could say. I don't say new. I think if you look it up, I've only done like four or five sleeve meets. Yeah. So, um, I, I have to slow down my squat, and that's really the only thing that changes for me. I move my feet in a tad. But I do. I'd much rather be in, in wraps. Yeah, same, same. What um? What are your wraps of choice? Oh, uh, Tom Callis has some uh, some great wraps. It's more of a cast type. I'm uh, I'm a cast type. If if I can get a good dude to put a, put them on me and they hurt, I know it's gonna be a good squat. Cause I just squat fast to get them off me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> uh, exactly. Um. Here's an interesting topic I was I've been talking about with everyone. What what's your take on the kabuki bars here? No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it, I, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me one bit. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I've I've trained on every bar that my gym has and every bar that a lot of other gyms have. You know, if you know how to work that whip, it don't matter. Yeah, you got to control it. Exactly. All right, so let's say this: you get to pick a flight since you're a competitive dude. And you're obviously a powerlifting historian, let's say. You had to pick a flight of people just to compete against. Not, it doesn't even have to be your weight class, but just the guys you would want to go into a, a squat flight with. Who would you want to see next to you? Andre. Okay. Andre, Ray. Um, Ray Williams? Yeah, of course. Uh, who's that other? The guy that's got the single... Single lift world record. That monster used to train at Westside. Double knee replacement. Oh. Ah. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, names miss me. You know, I'd love to see Eric Lillibridge. 2017 Eric Lillibridge. Just yep. nose, nose running and face red, Yeah, face redder than a dog's dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, then you, I mean you have to put some greats in there too. You know, Ed would be awesome, even if he's got to wear his briefs. I get it. Uh, oh, they know, just said, they just said Vlad. Vlad's his name. Yeah, Vlad. Yep, that's it. Yeah. So I mean, I thought, yeah, hell yeah, just as many of the, let's push each other. You know, to the max. Um, Dylan Hellrigal is coming up. That that kid, he could do some damage if he keeps his size on. Um, yeah, I mean, anybody and everybody's going to make me a better squatter. I, you know, I would love to get in the ring with them and go toe-to-toe because I still am that old-school guy where on the platform, I'm going to hate your guts. But yeah, yeah, the minute, we, the minute we get off, we're sharing a beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it should be, though. That's that's yeah. a fucking sport like anything else, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, as far as weight goes, I had a couple people ask this when I put on the questions on Instagram. Um, does your weight... Um, your increase in weight always is it always conducive with your total, or do you have like a sweet spot of what you weigh? For instance, like was your biggest total also your heaviest weigh-in? No, no. Okay. Um, my uh, my uh, four oh seven was twenty five eighteen when I took the world record the first time. Um, and then I was like three. 
389 when I did 2606. That's 13 pounds of difference. But I always sit like, it's so messed up, man. The, the minute I touched a bottle of test, I gained 20 pounds. Like, it's, yeah. it's wild. And, like, I just even looking at it in my cans, and I gained 20 pounds. So, like, uh, September, I did a meet out there, and I think I was, like, three 388 for that one in, in Washington. And then just my cold turkey came off like I normally do, and I got down to, like, 359. I was like, oh, shit, you know, that's probably not good. Just no appetite. It was just, it was just weird, and I was working a lot. So, just like, okay. So, I was like, all right, let's, my levels were crashing. So, I mean, I get it, but it's just like, oh, here comes the tits. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, so then, like, three weeks ago, I just 250. I was like, all right, you know, this would be a good cruise, good fun. And, uh, yeah, here I am at 380 again. So, it's just like, all right, I'm comfortable here. You know, um, shit, a little backstory, I guess you'd say. Like, high school, I was like 330, you know, and then, like, my heaviest then was 400. And then I lost, I got down to like 270. 270 is when I started powerlifting. Yeah. And I've just gradually gone up ever since. So my body handles the weight pretty well because I had 20 years of it before this. And yeah, I feel yeah. like that. And like, I'll fluctuate. You know, it's where it's like, oh, I'm heavy and I feel heavy. So I just, hey, don't eat so much fat or like don't eat so much sugar. And then drop back down. I'm like, oh, squats are going to suck. Let's get a double cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Shit yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah for sure. So what, I mean, what initially got you, were you an athlete prior? Were you a football player? Oh, uh, yeah, I actually played football in high school, and then uh, I'm too dumb to go to college, so I went to tech school. Uh, I did play a lot of rugby after high school. I played ice hockey my entire life with my dad, so, yeah, yeah kind of, I guess you'd say uh, athletic, I guess, to say yeah. the least. <laughs> <laughs> and what, I mean, what got you, what drove you into powerlifting? How'd that start? There's actually uh, – it was like a charity event. There was a tornado went through a little town in Illinois, tore it up, and this guy that owned a gym, W.T. Franklin, he, uh, he like, did his charity event, and his push-pull, and a bunch of his friends from Jack Jim in Montgomery, Illinois, came down. And I went and did it. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. We'll give him money for the right reason. We're having a good time. Let's go do it. And, uh, yeah, it's, I benched 425, and I pulled 715. And, uh, all those guys from Jack Jim were like, hey, if you had any idea what you were doing, you could be great. And then that was in December, February, I did my first meet, and I totaled 1906. At that time, it was like top 12 of the country in the 308 class. So, I was like, yeah. all right, I could be good at this. Let's go. Then you were all in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what we got here. Any chance of multiply? Ah, man. You know – I mean, I'm you've done two, it in the past, correct? Yeah, well, I mean, kind of, I guess you could say. I uh, I did a meet where I wore double-ply briefs, and I benched in a single-ply shirt, and then I deadlifted raw. So I just, that's as far as I dabbled. I guess I, I put my toes in the water. I didn't fully put yeah, my yeah. foot in. So, yeah. But, um, you know, going to the WPO two weeks ago, that was awesome. It was a great experience. I love Hoff. Hoff is a good dude. It's always yeah. down to earth, and he's kind of like-minded. So, uh, yeah, getting to chum it up with him there. And seeing all those guys at camaraderie, it, I hate to say it, but the multiply world is so much nicer and cooler yes. and, and and hardcore than the raw world. So I'm, I'm sure. about it, you know? It, def it if, definitely is. Yeah. If I felt comfortable with 800 pounds over my face constantly, 
I probably would say I'd jump into multiply, but yeah. fuck that. It's <laughs> <You know, laughs> scary, man. Yeah, oh, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the kind of weight they try to put on your back if you were in a fucking suit. You know what I mean? Ah, yes. <laughs> no thanks. But it, it's it it. You're definitely right about the camaraderie of it. I mean, I'm around it a lot, so I'm at Hellbent with Skiba and them, and that's a predominantly multiply gym. I'm one of the only. Well, I started as one of the only raw lifters, but now I've built up with my clients, built a little raw base in there too. But you know, I travel with them to their multiply meets. And, you know, I just did, um, we just did the 9-11 meet at Shauna Mendelssohn's in Long Island. Yeah. And everybody, everybody knew everyone. Everyone was cool as fuck. They were all partying together. They're all rooting for each other. There was no beef, no bullshit, no, yeah. no, you know what I mean? And, and even just, you know, the one day I walk in the gym and I'm like, you know what? I want to try on briefs. I got eight dudes like, here, try these, try these, try these, try Like everyone hands down everything, yeah. gives each other advice, helps each other. Like they're. It, it is a lot more uh, of like a, a community, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, whereas Raw's become a little more dog eat dog, and a lot of get, fucking sensitive yeah. pussies behind it and shit. Dog eat dog and get out of the way of my camera. Yeah, well that too. Yeah, of yeah, course. Of course, the tripod bullshit and all that. <laughs> um, one of the questions I got on Instagram was from Sean Copeland. He said, "How much do you love him?" Ah, Sean's a good dude, man. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. He would say some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm going to have a whole case of Coors listening to this, and I think one of the topics should be how much does Dan love me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad he, he calmed down from tequila and is actually drinking Coors tonight. So you know, tell, tell, tell him to tell his liver I said, or he said thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, he's a great dude. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else I got for you. I won't Appreciate keep you much longer. These little shitheads in the in the comments down here, go Lloyd eat shit. Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd just said, "Is there a suit big enough for you?" Yeah, I'm gonna step on those Jordans again. <laughs> All right, so what are your top three? Someone asked, "What are your top three assistance movements for each lift? Your favorite movements for each uh, to better each like your squat, your bench, your deadlift?" Squat, it's got to be pause squats. I love pause squats. A lot of people don't like them, but yeah. they help me. They help my, my squat and my deadlift a ton. For um, sure. With uh, bench, it's got to be close grip bench. I hate how people try to reinvent the wheel so much with powerlifting. Like, mm -hmm. you want to squat more? Fucking squat. You want to bench squat. more? Fucking bench. You know, like, guys, it's not that hard. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And uh, deadlifts, it's got to be deficits. Deficits help me a ton. Like, I don't know how much pay attention, but my floor speed is pretty fucking crazy. So, yeah. anything that can increase that's going to have good carryover. Just like close grip bench helps you carry over off your chest. So, it's just those little things with the same movement help a ton. For sure. For sure. Um. With uh, what you just said? Oh, reinventing the wheel you just mentioned. Um, is your what's your programming like predominantly? Is it more conjugate style? Is it no? No, I'm linear. Linear. Yeah. Because I yeah. see. I mean, you don't do this new thing that everyone's doing with SBD days and all that shit, right? Fuck no. My no. joints. Yeah, my it's joints hurt watching that shit. I know. Yeah. 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 And, uh... You know, like this comment here, Justin Wells. Uh, he's right. I, I follow a, a 
kind of close outline to the Little Bridge Method, and I just kind of found what works for me. And, you know, I'm not going to change something that's obviously working. Yeah. Um, and like I said, Eric was one of my first coaches, so he put me on that. And then through the years, um, actually the last four years, Ed Cohn and I have bounced ideas off each other for uh, improving little little things and, you know, kind of changing a few things around to make my weak points a lot better. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Bane wants to know, when does Coors Light taste the best? Anytime. the best one for me is like the best one is like first thing in the morning when you're really hungover just go crack it and get it out of the way those are are usually the the, the favorites even if you got shit to do just crack the beer take a sip and go on everybody always gives me shit about beer and like drinking beer it means this stuff it's so funny because I do it to relieve the stress you know Mm -hmm. probably it's fucking stressful as shit for so sure like the minute i hear that crank can crack in the warm-up room it's like hey i'm here to party let's go yeah yeah well for sure i mean i think you know i've been to a couple meets where we did shit like that and people are looking at me almost like i'm not taking it serious or whatever but really it's 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 i'm trying to calm my ass down you know what yeah. i mean because yeah. because you know we're so like such competitive people you know what i mean that we get the fucking jitters and we're anxious and we're fucking we're nervous. You know what I mean? And, and and you can't even like relieve any of that pressure until you hit that first squat. You know what I mean? Like the first squat's the hardest fucking lift of the day. But right. I mean, but I mean, the best way to get rid of it is to just do shit you normally do. You know what I mean? When are we infiltrating Coors? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Critty wants to inf- infiltrate with you. Yeah, let's go. Oh. So, so we're going April in sleeves, and then what are you looking at for uh, for uh, wraps? Are you going to do the American Pro or no? Uh, I mean, I could. It's about the about the right time frame for me that I would want to take off after April. Yeah, that would definitely be definitely would work out. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's really kind of balls in my court. Like I kind of wait to see somebody come. Knock on the door. I'd love to. Gosh, I would pray somebody that would be coming up or saying or talking like they're going to hit 2,600 or even get close. Just be like, hey, Dan, I'm going to be doing this meet. You want to go head to head? And yeah, I, would, yeah. I would eat it up. That would be the best thing, you know. Oh, well, here's a bastard that should have been doing it and pushing you, Dom ah. and <laughs> Big Dom should have uh, been. Uh, we were banging out squats. Eight years ago together, man. That's a good yeah. move there. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm going to have him on here soon, for sure. Yeah, um, that's, that's a truth speaker. Uh, talk about anybody that's going to speak the truth. That's going to be that motherfucker there, yo. Oh, yeah. He'll tell how it is. Yep. So, so I mean, going back to the um, social media shit, you know, how much do you think it helps the game and how much do you think it's hurting the game? It's just like anything, man. You got you to gotta take gift and a curse. Bad. Yeah, exactly. You got to take it good with bad. Uh, there's a lot of good things about it for us as lifters and for us as powerlifting in general. But the nonsense children yeah. is what it, what it is. You know, it's well, just, I mean, it's tough because, you know, the good shit is we could do shit like this. You know, we connect we connect with all these people, you know what I mean? And um, Bombie Hume. Oh, that's cute. Um, 
<laughs> and um, you know, but we could connect and do all this shit. But but then the bad part is all the idiots, you know, on here that that make it hell, that you know, think they have a voice, think they have something important to say, think that they matter. You know what I mean? Right. And hundred percent. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I do have a lot of respect for meat directors that uh, treat it that way too. Like, hey. I don't care who you are. You just got to hit these lifts. You just got to lift to these standards. Like, you know, what, like I said earlier, when you find a, a good meat director that cares about the lifter and cares about the sport, you, you should stay with them. Us as lifters, we need to start voting with our money. Like, put your money in a meat director that wants you to do good, that wants you to have the, the etiquette that the sport needs, and they want to take care of you. You want to take care of the warm-up room. They want to take give you a T-shirt and a gold plate to go home with or even a little cash, you know, shit like that. You know, yeah, 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 for the lifters rather than for their pockets and for the sure. clout and everything else. 100%. So, I mean <sighs> – so what's what's next? I mean, when do you start your prep? Are you a ten week prep guy? Are you a twelve week? What? Oh, for this one since I had such a long time off, because <clears throat> like get my body accommodated in a heavier weight, it it could take some time. And I know shit. Last year I took eight months off, so like getting back into it, it does take a minute. So I'll probably do like a little six week to where I'll bump up to like eighty percent. Go like a peak to eighty percent. And yep. then I'll start like a twelve week. Okay. And I'll probably I'll probably start a ten week. Yeah. If I if I do the six week before, and then the ten week. So take I'll do six week, two weeks off, ten week, jump right into it. So. So you're gonna take a long shot at it then. Yeah, I mean for this one, just because I know twenty five hundred sleeves ain't no joke. Like no, I yeah I don't really care what anybody has to say about it. Like that's uh. I mean, it's talking, never been done, correct? Right, 100%. So you're talking 1,000, 6, and close to 9, uh, which way you look at it. So it's it's no no chore to bad night at, and it's something that I will take serious this time a little bit more than I did in June. So I know Jesus Oliveira is going to take – he'll be – I mean, if he, I hope he does at the Sheffield. That's like three weeks before that April meet. So – I hope he – if he doesn't break 2,500, I hope he at least takes my world record just so. Gives you that push? That, yeah, I have that fuel to just absolutely crush it. So, I mean, with that said, let's say from now till April, nothing really shows up. I mean, how do you how do you motivate yourself and push yourself to that next level without it? Because I want to be done. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to be done. I want yeah. like I like I want to hit that platform, put it on, and set my shoes on that motherfucker and dip out. Like yep. I'm so sick of it, and my body's tired of it, man. It's just yeah, yeah. the the monotonous thousand pound squats and six hundred pound benches. Like I know it's gonna end up wrecking me. I'm every meat prep. I'm taking years off my life, so it's like, damn, bro. Let's try to see some grandkids or, you know, like, let's try to, you know, do some yeah, other yeah. things outside of powerlifting. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. About think, think, think about, about the long run. Exactly. I think about it constantly to where it's like, uh, the last eight years I put so much of my life into powerlifting because I get, like, tunnel vision and then I go zero to 100 real fast when I'm dedicated to something like this. And I've done that for this. So why can't I turn that energy on something that's a little more fucking lucrative? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. For sure. Know. I mean, do you think that that 
sometimes that you put a little too much effort into it, or do you think that that was the only way you could have got to where you are? Okay. Um, I, the first three years of, of powerlifting, yeah, dude, I put family, everything on the back burner. Like, yeah. that was powerlifting or die at that time. And then these last four years, five years, I've had I've maintained a great balance. And like Donnie Thompson will talk about it a lot more too. Uh, he talks about it quite a bit frequently. And uh, it's like the more balance I'm focused on my work life, my bank account, my wife, like I'm worried on those things and I'm worried on powerlifting, the more equal out like level I am, I guess you could say. And if I progress in my, you know, my work life, my bank life, then my powerlifting like follows. So I've, I've yeah. found that out through through hard times, the progression goes everywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, you alleviate some stress in other avenues and everything kind of picks up from where it is, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Um, it's something I asked, you know, I was talking to Laura Phelps about it too because she said, she kind of said the same thing, you know, she wishes she had a little bit better balance when she was coming up. But um, yeah. also it's like, it's like a give or take thing. Would she be Laura Phelps had she had more balance, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. You know what I mean? I listened to to uh, Stacy Burr when she was on the West Side podcast, and she said, you know, she eat, slept, and breathed this shit for a while, to the point where she wasn't going out. She wouldn't even go to a movie. She, you know what I mean? Wasn't doing anything. And and you know, for some people that that might be. Some people think that think that's what it takes. Some people. That might be what it takes. You know what I mean? It's hard to find, I guess, that balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still don't think I'll ever stop drinking. No. I'm well, no. That's, no, I mean, no, no, no. That kind of makes you you. I mean, that's part yeah. of your, your, your thing. You know what I mean? My persona. Right. Exactly. All right. I think we're touched on everything I had right now. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get you out of here? <clears throat> no, man. It's all good, bro. Um. I kind of paid attention. I watched one of the sand the other night, watched a little bit of it, and it was back and forth. And I'm glad that you guys are kind of with me, holding that line to where powerlifting doesn't need to be so fucking soft. I know. We're, we're, we're trying, and, and that's why I started this. And, and me and Skiba really pushed me to, to, to push it on because at first, you know, it was just something I was doing for fun. And then a couple people caught wind of it, and Skiba was like, yo, you got to run with this. Because people need to hear this more, what they would call old school mentality, you know what I mean? But people need to hear this and, and know what it's supposed to be about and what what the real, what the top dogs think and, and, and you know, almost what guys like you expect from the game and, and expect and how to expect people to fall in line, you know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? There's people coming up that eventually are going to have to carry the torch, so I, I feel it's important that, that we show what you grew up on and what lifters like yourself grew up on and how to go about the game properly and how to give back to the game and how to, you know, keep things going the right way. Because if we just let these young kids take over the way it's going right now, it's the, the sport's going to be gone. It, it's going to be, who cares what your total is? This is my dots. And shut up, you mean nothing because you don't have this fucking FBD singlet. Yeah. Or this fucking broccoli hair. Get the yeah, yeah. Fuck well, out that's here. the that's the we talk about that USAPL elitist, you know, mentality. Yeah. All the time, where you know it's oh well, I don't care about the total. I I lifted you know two hundred pounds less, but I'm ten pounds less than him, so I have a bigger dots, and it's just yeah. like you know, 
you know, Skiba said one time to me, and it was the best quote, I think he said, you know, people go to the cir to the circus to see the fucking elephants, not the fucking ants in the thing. You know what I mean? You want to see the biggest. We're there to see Dan Bell squat 1,100 pounds. We don't. I don't care to see an 148 pounder squat 300 because it's double their body weight. It, yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? The the sport is the biggest fucking total. You know what I mean? So, um, so before I wrap it up, what I like to do at the end is just open mic time. You shout out whatever you want to shout out, any kind of sponsors, anything like that. Give any kind of advice you want to give to, you know, up-and-coming lifters or people that follow you, and then go from there. Yeah, cool. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, well, first off, I want to thank you, man, you know, for this. This is, this is good, like I was saying earlier. You know, this is real good for the sport. Of course, you got to thank uh, Live Large, Pioneer, Never Been Stronger, the guys that kept me going the last couple of years. I love those guys. I've been loyal to those guys. And that's something that I think a lot of these new lifters should look at is brand loyalty. Every sponsor that I have is a friend first. And then they were a sponsor. They're taking care of me. So I do appreciate that. You know, those guys had my back. Even with uh, Wicked Wolf Beard Oil uh, and those guys, you know, they're, they're good people doing good things. Not sure. just out for your cash. And they're out for everybody else. And they give back to the sport. That means a lot to me. Um, yeah. Fuck them kids and enjoy it. It's still a hobby. You got to enjoy it. If, there's, if you ain't enjoying it, there's no point doing it. I love that hat. I saw that earlier. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. If, there's no, if you ain't having fun, just quit. Just go find something that brings you some enjoyment to your life. Because yep. working yourself up like an anxiety-riddled head case is no fun for anybody. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, man. Well, it's been fun. We we definitely got to do it again. Um, sure. Hopefully, hopefully April we'll we'll hit that. Uh, you'll hit that twenty five hundred, and then I'll throw you back up here, and you could really talk your shit. Ah, appreciate that, dog. All right, bro. Have a good night. Talk to you later. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later. <laughs>